You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Oh, hello. Welcome. Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. Where would you rather be than with me and us on 98.7 ESPN? Spending the morning hijinks, fun, baseball conversation, football conversation. Stump Rothenberg at 1030. You know how we do it, how we roll. Lot to do, 1-800-919-3776. Um... We are five weeks tomorrow, people. Five weeks tomorrow from the start of the... Well, I can't even say the start of the NFL season because we're less than that now. But from the first full Sunday in the NFL season, five weeks from tomorrow. And you know what's funny? And, and I, I think I tweeted last Sunday, six Sundays away from football. And I got a million Giants will stink. Giants are awful. Why are you excited? Your team is horrendous. And that might be true. I'm not convinced of that yet, but it might be true. But here's the thing for me. Mets are awful. It really takes a, a lot away, a lot away from baseball for me. Knicks are awful, which is the norm. And it really dilutes basketball for me. Rangers are awful. And hockey to me is, is almost unwatchable. Giants are awful. Doesn't matter. Like, that's why they have the the recipe. Because no matter what happens with the NFL, with your team, you still want to watch every game all the time. And that's why the NFL is king. Because every other sport is somewhat regionalized and football's just, it's not. I mean, honestly, the the Giants haven't had a winning record in the last five years. I don't think the Jets have won a game in September in like four or five years. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're still locked in, dialed in as much as you've ever been because you love football. You'll watch anything football-related. I mean, think about this. You have the Hall of Fame game on NBC. It's an, I mean, it's a dreadful game on NBC nationally. Could you imagine the biggest, best preseason baseball game or hockey game on national television? No, of course not. So we'll get into football a little bit later. Of course, Stump Rothenberg at 1030. Uh, let's start with our baseball and the Mets and the Yankees. And here, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. The Mets last night. I, I you know, it's funny. I was just talking to, to Jake and my new friend Harvey, who's with us here this morning. And I was... Uh, I was saying, I thought there was something wrong with Walker. And I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking something's wrong with Taiwan Walker. He had that weird pitch in the first inning where he tumbled off the mound. Looked like his spike got caught. Uh, ball was basically planted, right? I mean, didn't it went like four feet, called the ball, whatever. Like, I, I was convinced something was wrong with him. And I scoured everything and said, yeah, he's, he says he's fine. Just had a crappy outing. So... I guess you chalk it up to he had a bad outing. You know what I will say about this? Now, the Braves are a very good team. We, we know that. Nobody thought they were going to run over the Braves in this series. So you're 1-1, and now you have Peterson game one against Oda Rizzi, and then the nightcap is just a special matchup. Max Freed, right, against Max Scherzer, the Battle of the Maxes. And then tomorrow you got DeGrom on the mound. So, again, you said coming into the series, go 3-2. and two. Well, now you're 1-1. One one. So now you say in this series, go 2-1. and one. If you can win two of the next three, and I don't care how you do it, I, I don't care. I mean, if you win 
both games today and you're leading tomorrow 5 nothing, and you fall apart, yet you'd be frustrated. But I, honestly, I don't care how you do it. Get me to Monday morning and go 2-1 and one in the next three. And you'll be four and a half up, and it would be a tremendous success of a weekend. But the Braves are a good team, a very, very good team. And, and I, what I will say is, well, a couple of things about the game last night. Firstly, I mean, Walker had nothing. And again, this morning I'm scouring. Is something wrong? Is it, is it a, a hip injury? Is it a shoulder injury? I mean, what's wrong with him? I, not, he says he, he's fine. He just pitched like garbage. Okay, fine. But in some way, and I'm not trying to make light of the loss. It was a, a rough loss. It was a brutal loss. I mean, you know, all day long, I'm excited. All, all day long, I'm sitting there. I can't wait for the Mets. And we're at a Jets camp yesterday. I drive home. I take a nap. And I wake up. I'm like, boy, I got, I got Mets. I got a huge game tonight. I mean, by the time you even, like, sit down and crack open a cold one, you're like, we're, we're down 4 nothing. Then it's 6 nothing. Now it's 8 nothing. I mean, the, game, the, the Mets were nev- never in contention. Never in contention. But the thing that, what you, that I was impressed with is you're down 8 nothing. You cut it to 8-5. And you get the tying run to the plate. And you saw, like, Alonzo, Marte, you saw those guys. Real, I mean, they were, they were really energized and into it in the dugout. So I get it. They were, whatever you want to say, outclassed, embarrassed, taken to the woodshed. Whatever, whatever it is that you want to say about the Mets last night, you're accurate. That's 100% accurate. They were completely overwhelmed. Walker was awful. And they were beaten up, for lack of a better term. But they, they fought, which I think is impressive. They, they fought, and they didn't go down quietly, which I think is impressive. So, again, I look at the Mets. You knew this was going to be a tough series, a five-game set. There's a good team, a really good team in Atlanta who plays well against you, who's played great baseball lately, and they had their way against you yesterday. And it happens, and now what you have to have happen today if you're the Mets is go out there and at a minimum – Split these two games. Now, the Mets have had a lot of success in doubleheaders this year. I mean, a lot of success in not just splitting, in winning both. That's the pipe dream that maybe you go out there and you win two games today. Somehow Peterson pitches well. And it's not like Peterson is going up against, you know, a, an ace, a star. Oder is he's fine. But could Peterson go out there and give you five and a third of good baseball? Then you cobble together a, a bullpen and over to Diaz. And then you, you get out of Dodge with a win? Maybe. I mean, what I would say is do everything you can bullpen-wise to win game one because game two, you, you believe, and I think this is fair, that you're going to get seven innings of good baseball from Max Scherzer because he is dialed in. And last time he had a huge outing, you saw what he did against the Yankees when all the eyes were on him. It was a big day for the Mets. I mean, the, the, only, the only thing you can't have happen is just to get hammered. You can't lose two today and lose tomorrow and, and, and wake up on Monday morning and be half a game up. Can't happen. I don't think it will, but it can't. You win game one, Diaz pitches great, Carrasco pitches well, the big, big, uh, the, the big bats in that game. But the thing that's frustrating to me, and I don't know if the Mets, we'll get to the Yankees as well, and, and I don't know if there's concerns. I mean, I guess it's, it's hard to have a 10-and-a-half game lead and say, I'm worried about the Yankees, but I don't know. Is it that they, they ran and hid and had such a huge lead? or, or I mean, because Houston is, is, I mean, they're right there. They're on the verge of, of rushing past you. So you've had an all-time year for the first three and a half months, and now you get to, to early August, and then you're going to be passed by your big rival in the American League. But the thing to me that's so frustrating about the Mets is 
What's still your big, your big worry? And you saw it on Thursday night. Is you get a good start. You get an inning for yeah. – how do you get from your starter to your closer if you're the Mets? And that was my concern on Tuesday at 5.58, and that's my concern Tuesday at 6.02. And what I say by that is when the trade deadline ran past us, is that how do I get from my starter to my closer? And I had no confidence before the deadline – and I have no confidence after the deadline. And, it, it, I mean, to say it reared its ugly head, I mean, the ideal is not to pitch Edwin Diaz for six outs. It's not. No, he was great. And I, I have the utmost in confidence with Edwin Diaz. But that's not the goal. That's not the intent. You don't want to have to pitch him for six outs. And how often can you do that? And now if you throw him for six outs, now the next day, I mean, forget it. Right, because the one thing you have to make sure is you have him at at full health at a hundred percent when you get to the postseason. So, uh, again, I, I I mean, if I was the Mets, I would have gone out and gotten Josh Hader, because if I go my starters to Hader to Diaz, and that's my recipe, that's filthy. And I know that Hader's had a bad month, but if it meant dealing Ronnie Mauricio and more, now I don't think they traded a ton to get him. I, I mean, tell me you wouldn't do that. See, there's this mindset seemingly around the Mets of, and Epler has kind of said this, of they're at the beginning stages of being a good team for a long time. And I agree with that. But they're also one of six teams now that has a legitimate chance in my mind to win the whole thing. Now, I think it's fair to say the National League way heavier than the American League right now. American League seems to be two teams, Astros, Yankees. National League Braves, Mets, Dodgers, and I guess the Padres have snuck their way in there as well. But if you, if see, here's the thing as well. You have Steve Cohen, so you can outspend your mistakes. We've seen it. You sign a Jacoby Ellsbury, you make a bad trade. You know what? He doesn't play. We move on. You have a Robinson Cano. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, you eat the money, you kick him to the curb. Doesn't make a difference. But I, I thought that the Mets severely, and I, and Buster only said, no, it wasn't that bad. I, I, I just don't agree. I mean, I, I respectfully disagree with Buster. I was underwhelmed. Your big acquisition in the bullpen is Michael Givens. Do I want to watch Michael Givens trot to the mound in a big spot? No. Do I want to watch Josh Hader? Yes. I would have done that. And and why would you not deal Ronnie Mauricio and more? I mean, you you there's a I mean, no one's gonna be your shortstop. You got the greatest shortstop in the world. Lindor's locked in for the next decade. So again, I, I don't understand why the Mets didn't do more to deadline. Not even with the bats. I mean, Vogelback and Naquin and Ruff appear that the three of those guys are gonna be fine at DH. But to get from the starters to the to the closer, how do I do that? I mean, do you have confidence in Adovino? I think you can have a lot of guys. You can have Trevor May and here. Well, McGill's going to be one of those guys. Fine. Ultimately, I don't know that I have confidence at this moment in any of those guys. So does it change at some point? Maybe. I love Diaz. I love my starting staff. And I have to find a way to bridge three, maybe six outs. And I don't think they helped themselves this week. So 1-800-919-3776. And I, I'm telling you, man, if I'm a fan of the Yankees, I am very, 
don't want to say upset. I'm I'm annoyed right now because I I ran and hid from everyone, from everyone. I mean, I I, I is this the we had a conversation? It was all over sports talk radio. It was in the newspaper. Yankee fan, is this the greatest team in the history of baseball? The greatest team in the history of baseball? Are you out of your mind? Houston is half a game back. And I told you a month ago, I don't know that Clay Holmes is your closer when you get to the finish line. Oh, you're being a hater. He's terrific. You feel that same way now? I mean, it's it's another loss from Clay, another bad night from Clay Holmes. Yankees have now lost what three in a row, and you get old friend uh, Jordan Montgomery on the mound tonight. Now you're going to win this division. I'm talking to Jake before the show. He's like, if they don't win the division, I'm going to be. You're going to win the division. You don't have to worry about this division, but you have to worry about Houston, and you just have to worry about the fact that the Yankees are are not they're not playing well. So your A starter doesn't look much like an A starter at the moment. Your ace reliever doesn't look much like an ace reliever in the moment. It's a guy that his ERA was like like .7. Now it's over two. So last night, he was not good. Sunday, his last outing, he was not good. That game against Cincinnati, what, three weeks ago, he was awful. So it's three times in the last three weeks that Clay Holmes has been awful. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot for a closer. Three times in three weeks. You can't afford that. And there was a conversation, who's better, Diaz or Holmes? Stop it. Stop it. Diaz is, I mean, almost unhittable. But if you're the Yankees, you're, you're okay as far as the record says. You know you're going to win the division. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that if I was a Yankees fan, I'd look at this team and say, all right, we're, we, do you really expect the Yankees to win the whole thing? Because I don't know that I do. A couple of news notes and nuggets from the station. And, you know, typically at this very spot, I will bring on Ty D. Butler, who so, I guess it's fair to say obnoxiously, always throws in your face that he went to Newhouse School of Communications. And, and I really believe thinks he's better than all of us because of that. But he has uh, graduated. Basically, he was doing like a uh, an internship program for me on the show, and I was grooming him to be the host that he now is. So he is no longer producing this show or I believe any show and Ty is now a host on the station which means that my next intern is uh, one Jake Montgomery so Jake you have big shoes to fill some would say for one Ty D Butler those are certainly big shoes to fill but an intern come on Dave I've been a part of the show for quite some time by now so I don't I I didn't mean intern in a negative way I meant like I'm grooming you gotcha so like a like a cricket apprenticeship gotcha would that be better I would love that yes absolutely so Ty graduated my apprenticeship and I even saw a tweet last night like I'm only familiar with you on the Rothenberg show but now hearing you host your own show you're you're pretty good he's great and yeah and and he'll retweet anything I mean nobody loves (laughs) positive feedback more than Ty that is true, but he'll be on today. Uh, if you missed his shows the last couple of nights, you can catch him on 98.7 today at 3 o'clock. So, three Ty o'clock. Butler, not too bad. And we not got to hang out yesterday at Jets training no, camp. No, no. Well, that's true. I saw you at Jets training no. camp. You saw. I mean, you you wanted nothing to do with that's me. That's so not true. You've been saying it this was, all morning since we got on. so 
hurtful yesterday. So I haven't seen you in a very long time since I'm, that Rangers game, right? Where your son was throwing M&Ms at the back of my head throughout right, the entire listen, game. That's, that's, that's needless details. Okay? okay. You don't need to get into Continue. that, right? Continue. You're right. So, so that, but that's got to be a good five to seven months ago, I would say. I don't know about that long ago, but yeah, it's been uh, it's definitely been a few months. Although we talk to each other almost I, I, every I, week. Stop, stop getting in the way of my story. So okay. it's at least at least I'd say five months ago. That had to be at least February. That's fair. All right. So I see you yesterday, and you firstly, and I'm not exaggerating. I want to put, paint the verbal picture for people at Jets camp yesterday. <laughs> you look like you hadn't slept in in nine months. I like don't you, think I have. To you, be honest, you 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 look, and I'm on no sleep as well. And I was up at like three forty five, and I sleep like four hours a night now, and you know, was running all over the place. You you look like you're a prisoner of war. Like I'm actually, I was actually worried about you when I saw you yesterday. All right. Well, there's a couple of things. First off, which you know. Um, I actually have somewhat of a new role here at ESPN where I'm doing a lot with the social media. So that's why I was at Jets training camp with you. Um, The Tortilla Slap Challenge, which was a big hit yesterday, if people didn't hear about it or hear your play-by-play on the radio. Uh, Rick DiPietro and Lakin Tomlinson had the Tortilla. You want to tell people what that is? Yeah, I mean, so Rick, I mean, God bless him. Uh, I mean, Rick, he's like, we we have to do the Tortilla Challenge. What is the Tortilla Challenge? You, you slap the other person in the face with a tortilla, and you have, they have water in their mouth, and whoever lets any water go first loses the challenge. I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. I really wanted to see you do it, but Lake and why, Tomlinson— why would, I, why would I do that? Really, why, why am I going to become a guy who, who becomes so, someone who gets hit in the face with a tortilla? I no, let I'm, I'm going to be a 50-year-old man. I let Rick slap me in the face with it. Well, uh, well pause. But yeah, no, <laughs> I— <laughs> It was bad, and it, I thought that you know he was going to take it easy on me. My ear was ringing for a solid like ten seconds. So, so let me see if I understand this. You let him slap you across the face with with a tortilla and did nothing in return. Well, he was like, "I'm going back on air now." I was like, "Oh damn!" But yeah, no, he slapped me in the face, and when he slapped Lakin Tomlinson, which was the reason why Lakin spit out the water. Yeah, <laughs> the tortilla broke. It broke. And you were like, there's a hole in the tortilla, That's which right. made him laugh. And then Rick was the winner because of it. But yeah, I posted it all over social media. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, again, hearing it is great, but watching it is even better. So we had a lot of good times. So stop talking about me, you know, being tired. And I don't know how you wake up at that time every day, but I was That's there. Ter- it's terrible. It's tough. Is what it is. But you know what? I love the people and I love sports and I love the show. And, and so we do it. But let me get back to my original point. So you're there. And I haven't seen you, and we've established at least five months. I mean, could you have been any less excited to see me? So I told you before. I, I, wa- I walk mm. over. Now, you claim you said hi, and I didn't hear you. That, okay, fine. I, I definitely fine. did. Okay, I believe that, and that's my mistake. But if I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you. Not, that, I didn't do anything terrible. I walk over, and I'm like, well, Jake, my man, what's going on? Hey, Dave. And then you just base, and then you're like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I think you're selling this for the radio. I think I was happy to see you. I'm always, uh-huh. and, and as always, you look great, man. Last time I saw you, that was the whole thing where an entire week everyone was talking about your wardrobe and the suite, but you always look fresh, even at 5 a.m. in the morning. Well, thank you. Anytime. I'm not tired. I'm not going to hate on you for uh, three straight hours. but uh, No, I appreciate that, but but I think it's fair. I thought I was very excited to see you, and you were underwhelmed to see me. That's, that's, how, it fe- that's how it felt. That's not true, but can we talk about the main story in New York right now, which is, of course, both New York baseball teams? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Yankees fan, as you know. We talked. So, about- wh- where is your level of uneasiness? I think is the fair word to use. So, I'm just very grateful that they built this lead that they have in the division. 
we, as you mentioned, have been talking about this team for a couple of months as they went on this stretch as the best team ever. Now it's actually the, be- the best team. Ever I know is, it's it's a, unbelievable. Well, it's it's fair because of the start that they had, but of course they were going to come back down to earth. But now it's a fair question to say, like, are they realistically a top three or top five team in baseball? I still think they're definitely a top five, but you look at the addition of Soto and Hader and all the guys on the Padres. The Dodgers actually have the best record in baseball, which a lot of people thought. The Mets, the Braves, the Blue Jays, I know they're 10 and a half back, but they've been a lot better lately. And the Astros. So those are a lot of teams that are right around the Yankees. And as of late, in the last 42 games, the Yankees are 500. So they clearly have not been the best team ever. No, and you wonder, have they been 500 because... They just ran and hid, or are they 500 because there are legitimately some flaws in the baseball team that they are? Now, uh, you mentioned Padres and Braves. That's uh, it's irrelevant to the Yankees, right? That that's that's going to be the last step when you get to face that team, hopefully in the World Series. But the step that stares you in the face right now is the Astros, and the Astros are they're they're a. I'm sorry. Anyway, I slice it. They're a better team. I mean, their ace is better. The rest of their pitching might be better. Your bullpen is better. I'll give you that. Their lineup is terrific. They're on the verge of taking home field advantage away from you. And again, I think the Yankees are good. Like I would, I would be really surprised if the Yankees, at a minimum, were not sitting there in the American League Championship Series. But this idea of, you know, they're going to run to the World Series and, and endure no obstacles along the way. I mean, throw that at the window. The Yankees are one of many teams that has a chance to win this whole thing. I agree with you, but I don't think it's fair to say that the Astros are definitely better than the Yankees every way you slice it. I think they're pretty much even, depending on certain plays over the last few years, the Yankees could have won certain I'm not saying but, the what-if game. They, but they never do. They, they haven't the last few years, but to say the Astros right now are definitely a better team than the Yankees. The Yankees haven't had Stanton. In my, in my mind, listen, you can disagree. That's fine. That's what makes the world go around. In my mind, the Astros are, are clearly a better team. Clearly, than the Dave? Yes. I don't know about that. They, I mean, all they do is beat you. How many times do you play them this year? Uh, seven? I, I think seven. Seven. And what was the record against them? Two and five? Yeah. And how many, how many times did the Yankees take the field with the lead against Houston? How many innings? How many pitches? None, none, none. My my belief is, and again, over the last few years, it hasn't been in the Yankees' favor, but once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So that's that's really how I'm at it, and I think that the Yankees, if they do get to the postseason, have as as good of a chance well, as any it with team. if they get to the postseason, please. Okay, when they get to the postseason, they clearly have as good of a chance as any team in Major League Baseball. All right, so so right now, if I, if I said to you, every penny, and you're making a lot of money now, Right, like you're I'm working full-time. a lot of hours. I'm not making a lot of you, money. You're making a lot of money. Let's be honest, okay? You're making money hand over fist. You're calling swim meets. You're working in nursing <laughs> homes. Swim the swim meets might have to go now at this new you're, job. You're producing radio show. You're doing content for ESPN. You have a lot going on. If I said to you, every penny that you have, Yankees, Astros, seven-game series in October, the money goes on who? Take a second. Digest it. Here's what, here's what you're going to do. Okay. As a matter of fact, we're going to tease that. We're going to tease my- that, Yeah, that's going to be the big tease. All right, let's tease it then. And not only will I throw it out to you, Mr. I have 500 jobs, I'm going to throw it out to everybody out there. Yankees, Astros, seven-game series. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with home field. I'm of the mindset that Houston's going to get it, but we don't know. But every penny you have, you're putting on either the Yankees or the Astros in a seven-game 
American League Championship Series. And Dave, it goes me, on which team? Let me just say this, too. Yeah. And that, it's a great point. I think that's kind of the key to this whole thing, the home field advantage. Whoever gets that home field. If well, how, the can Yan- you feel, how can you feel great about the Yankees having home field advantage when their huge lead is now gone? Well, they still have a lead. Half a game. But it's still a lead. It's still a lead, but if you look at the schedules. Hey, I'm more worried as a Mets fan with the Braves three and a half games out. Well, that's and now, a different animal if the Mets altogether. Do, and if the Mets don't win the division, now who would they play? Most likely the Padres, who are this stacked team it's, it's, with Tatis, the, the, the Soto, Machado. So you're that, but I don't I don't have a ton of – I mean, I think the, I do think the Mets will win the division, but I don't – I mean, it's the Yankees, It's they've run and hidden. They're good, the, the division's over. The Mets are in, in a dogfight to win this thing, and they have the huge three games – Two today, one tomorrow against Atlanta. It's so there's your so, question. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. As a Yankees fan, I'm so excited to watch. And you said, we'll kind of talk about this later, you might not be able to watch some of these games today. No, I, I have hurdles to jump through. <laughs> yes, we'll, you do, we'll, my we'll, friend. We'll, we'll, we'll get to. Do you jump through hurdles? I guess you jump over hurdles. Whatever. I got, I got to do jumping. All right, Rothenberg with you. Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. The question dangling over one Jake Montgomery, who's my, my new protege. I guess we'll call him. Today's New York Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. So Tyler McGill, who they say is going to be that eighth inning guy upon his return, uh, looks like the best case scenario mid-August. Uh, he has begun throwing the baseball a little bit, having catch. Um, so we'll see. We'll see on him. Trevor May is back. Uh, Taiwan Walker, who I thought would be involved in this, is not. I guess he was just bad last night. It was not injury related. So Mets are getting healthy at the right time. DeGrom pitched on Tuesday and is scheduled, knock on wood, to pitch again tomorrow. That's the Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Mind and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. So, Jake, I want to get to the calls. But before we get to the calls, I, I dangled, a, I, thought, I think, a very attractive question in front of you. All your money. You make a lot. We know that. You have many jobs. Stop with that. Many hats. Please stop. Astros or Yankees, seven-game series, all that money goes where? All that money, of course, goes to my Yankees, Dave. I would never bet on the Astros. But to your point, until we see the Yankees kind of overcome that obstacle, which has been the Astros, it w- I would not bet my money on them. But I, I do have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that your take is homerism. I don't think so. I, I mean, oh, the Yankees I, I, have I, I a better— You, the Yankees you think have, the Yankees are a better team than the Astros? I, As of late, probably not. The Yankees no, no, no. Have not. You, just period. You think—I mean, what—being sincere— and I don't like the Yankees, and I get that, but I don't think I'm clouded with this take. Over over the last five years, why would you possibly say the Yankees are at all better than because the Astros in any way? although over the last 42 games they have been a 500 team, it does seem, for the most part, like this team is a little bit different this season. If they are in a seven-game series, if it's in New York especially, in the Bronx, with Stanton back, Rizzo healthy, Severino should be back, and again, that's another thing with Severino now out till September, Tyone struggling. This Jordan Montgomery trade still like has me and my friends scratching our heads. Well, I, first of all, I don't think people realize how good Bader is. Bader is a terrific player. He's a, I mean, he's a gold glove. He might be the best center fielder in all of baseball. And he's, and he's got a lot of speed that he adds. So if he can figure out a way to hit 270, you have yourself probably an all-star center fielder. So, and I, I guess the point is, 
is do you want do they want Jake Montgomery on the mound in the post? Jordan Montgomery. Whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm, Jake Mon- I'm Jake Montgomery. Right, you're Jake Montgomery. So do they want any Montgomery on the mound in the postseason? And they, they told you they don't, that they don't trust him in the postseason because if they did, they wouldn't have traded him. So you know who is to blame for Jordan Montgomery exiting then? It would be Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks. Those guys, because Bader is now in, they basically said that Bader will be the starting center fielder next year, which means Hicks is out. Hicks is now 0 for his last 29. Well, Hicks should be out now. Hicks is, he's unplayable. Yeah, but who do you play? Ben Intendi, who I know will come around, and I'm not going to give him a hard time. It's definitely tough to go from Kansas City to the pressure of being in New York, but he hasn't been good at all either. He's 2 for, I think, 24. So I'm not saying. Yeah, but come on. Stop I, with that. I, I, I just said, Dave, he will be fine. But Hicks again, is probably the reason why Jordan Montgomery is gone because they brought Bader in because Hicks and Gallo and most of the outfielders have been terrible. Stink. I mean, Gallo stunk. I I don't know that I've ever seen a player get more of a chance and be worse in my time watching baseball than Joey Gallo. And would you be surprised if Jordan Montgomery goes out tonight and pitches like a no-hitter, like seven innings, like one hit? You talk about Yankees Nation completely unraveling. (laughs) If he goes seven innings of one run ball oh, on four hits and the Yankees lose to the Cardinals, they will melt them. Especially after last night. Absolutely. All right, so your your money's going on the Yankees, right? I could never bet against the Yankees, but yeah, I, I get where your question is. But to say the Astros are definitely way better is— I, I, Well, maybe way better is unfair. I think clearly better. I think clearly better. I think we can have a debate. Fully healthy in a seven-game series in October, if especially— Either place, it would be a pretty even matchup. But in the Bronx, I think the Yankees certainly with Cole. We haven't even seen Montas pitch yet. so Not yet. So, I don't know. Well, it'll Not. be interesting to see. All right, let's get to some of the calls. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start out with my guy, Marv in the Bronx. Good morning, Marv. Good morning, Dave. First of all, I want to congratulate Jake. He gave me a great compliment the other day about my voice. Which oh. I minimize, but I appreciate all the compliments. And I've told you for years, for Marv. I mean, I, when yes, I hear you your voice and then listen to my voice, I'm I'm embarrassed. You have a, a gorgeous voice. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're great on the radio. But look, you know, I've been I'm going on 60 years as a Yankee fan. All right, I'm with. I'll bet. I'll bet. I never bet against my team. All right, they're going through a low. Okay, and I'm going to make two points. One, I never got discouraged with Chapman as being the closer. I thought eventually he would come back into that position, and I think we're headed that way. And in the seventh-game series, um, my thing was always the last game in the Bronx, but I still think the Yankees will, will overcome. And, um, so, Marv, let, let me, let me paint NBA the picture after. for you. Cole Verlander, Game 7 in Houston, you're putting your money on the Yankees. You got it. And I'm okay. going to tell you this, Dave. I'm going to throw it out there for you, all right? If they, when the Yankees beat the Astros in that series, and if they don't, I'll treat you to lunch at Peter Lugas on Northern Boulevard in Great wow. That I mean, that's a lunch, Marv. You got it, man. Because, all right. Hey, you got it. I'll take it. Thank you. Have a, have a great day. What, what, a, what a genuinely nice man Marvin the Bronx is. I, I, the only reason... The Yankees fan is choosing the Yankees is because because they're Yankees fans. That's the only reason. Because you haven't gotten them yet. They've owned you this year. They're playing way better baseball than you right now. Their star pitcher is better than your star pitcher. They, I think they added a lot. We talk about what the Yankees had at the deadline, which I like. I think they added a lot at the deadline as well. I just, I'm sorry. 
I just I I look at the Astros and I think they're a better team, and that's not that's not being you know jaded by anything. I just I think they're better. I mean, they had a tr- you see you see what Trey Mancini has done since he went there already. We talk about Ben Attendee getting off to a slow start. Mancini's been just uh, scalding hot. I think he hit two more home runs last night. That's that, a, that, yeah, that's, so he has three hits with Houston. All three are home runs, including the Grand Slam. Now they're calling him Trey Slamcini in Houston. Uh, I mean, he had five RBIs last night. You got Altuve, who's as, as big a, a big game player as can be. You love Gurriel. Alvarez is a monster. And you know Bregman, we know what he can do. And you know what? He got Mancini. Mm. You know what, what scares me about Mancini, too? Is with what? the Orioles, he always killed the Yankees. So they're now getting a guy that seems like he's always clutch against the Yankees. So. He's a good player. He is. He's great. He's a really good player. And he's a, it's a great story, too. Coming back from cancer and now to be, you know, and hey, like he is. I know I, a couple of weeks ago you gave me a little bit of whatever for talking about the Orioles. But there's such a fun story to, to like, look at. Even with losing Mancini. Well, they what an, I mean, if you're an Orioles fan, how do you even wake up in the morning now? But I, you're like, two but games I get out. it. You're I two get games it, out, and you trade away, you know, key components to your team. It's embarrassing. But don't you get it? Don't like I understand it. They're clearly not going to do anything in the postseason. They I'm have not even this young go core. In, but you, they're. Uh, do you under, Do you know how far out of a wild card game they are right now? Yeah, they're like two games out. A game and a half out. They're a game and a half out, and they're trading away maybe their best offensive player. Hey, it hasn't hurt them. They've won four in a but row. That's not the point. I know, Dave, but they're not. They're not going to do anything in the postseason. So I might as well get that, some but, more okay, young pieces. If Baltimore gets in and loses and and gets hammered in two games, you don't think they've had an unbelievable season? Yeah, absolutely. If they get in and if they even get close to a playoff if, spot, if they, if they make the last weekend, we don't know if they're going to get in or not. You don't think it's been a phenomenal season? I think, I think already it's been a phenomenal season. Right. All I'm saying is, if I'm an Orioles fan and I am where I am, I get and it. I'm above 500, and I'm I'm August sixth, and I'm a game and a half out of the wild card, and I'm trading uh, Lopez out of the pen, and I'm trading Mancini from my lineup. I I just I mean. I think that's everything that's wrong with baseball. Well, you're saying the fans. I mean, think about how the players feel. They have all this mojo going. They had a 10-game winning streak at one point, and now— Terrible. Yeah, it's it's rough. All right, let's get back to the calls. Let's go to uh, Calvin in Washington Heights. Good morning, Cal. You're on 98.7 ESPN. How you, how, you do, how you doing, Dave? Dave, I completely agree with you. Even the batting lineup of Houston is clearly better than the Yankees. They hit for more average. They can go from base to base. They can—the Yankees— don't even they only have one player I think hitting three hundred. Everyone else is hitting like two twenty, two forty. Even um, the addition of Christian Vasquez for Houston, he's a hitting or catcher, the defensive catcher, and can hit as well. And the last thing is Garrett Cole. Ever since they started checking his arms on his hands for the Greasy Zone, he's just been an average pitcher. The Yank, the New, the New York media makes him better than what he than what he truly is. But there's two things that don't lie, Dave, and I'm gonna tell you what they are. Is God one? Two numbers. Look at his numbers. They speak for itself. Are you a Yankees fan, Calvin, or are you a Mets fan that's that's wrapped up here? I've told you this many times, man. I'm a baseball guy. You're a baseball fan. I speak the truth. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, thanks to the call, that that Garrett Cole is average. I don't think Garrett Cole is average. I think he's well above average. But I will say this, that in the biggest moments, do I have concerns about him? Yeah. I do. I absolutely do. I think you have to. Tough game last night, although I, I think in some ways just having it ripped out from your hands right at the beginning, you don't have to sit there and spend three hours of nervousness and then at the end be disappointed. You knew the entire way through they were going to lose that game. They, they laid an egg last night. I give them credit for, for battling back, but realistically, you knew the Mets were not going to 
not going to come back and win that game. You know what I like, actually? They made the Braves use their bullpen, right? Rysel Iglesias had to come in. Kenley Jansen had to come in. So uh, certainly pleased about that. 1-800-919-3776. And then, and then the Yankees. And again, it's a third straight loss for the Yankees. Garrett Cole was just horrendous. You know what I, I love, Jake, by the way? The Well, after the first inning, he really settled down after the six-run first inning. After that, I mean, it's like, how is the play after, after <laughs> you know, Abraham Lincoln was, was shot and taken out? Yeah. I mean, after the first inning, he was great. Unfortunately, the first inning is still, I believe, a part of the game. That's like the game I went to when he pitched and Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit the three home runs and people were like, yeah, well, outside of Vlad Guerrero Jr. It's like, yeah, well, he was in the game and those RBIs still counted. So, yeah, it's tough to just replace. I get what people are saying. Thank goodness he did settle down and kind of save the bullpen. It's such a a weak argument. It's a weak. And you even heard it from Boone. Well, after that first inning, he really settled down. The game was over. Yeah, it's so tough when to the come game back. is over, he and there's zero pressure on you. You settle down, amazing. And as we've seen from the bullpen lately, we kind of need the bullpen to have rest and to kind of get back on track. Especially, we talked about this during the break, and you had a big. I could tell from me just reading you this list. You had a you're huge, not wrong. You definitely had a big. You're spot. not wrong. Go, go ahead, give every, give everybody the Yankees next like two weeks. Of so games. we know they're in St. Louis tonight and tomorrow. Right. Then they go to three in Seattle. Which, which you, I mean, just murder me. Those are ten o'clock starts, right? Ten, ten, and then a four o'clock. All right, so four I can watch, but a ten, ten. I mean, great. Go ahead. And that one of those will be Cole and Castillo again, and that we just saw. And Seattle took two out of three in the Bronx without their star Julio Rodriguez. So and now, no Tyler France either. Who might be their second best offense? So player. yeah. So now you're going to Seattle for three. Then you go to Boston at three. And although they're not good this year, every every time the Yankees and Boston play each other, it seems to be interesting. Sure. And they're not good, but they're somehow there. Yeah. Right? They're three and a half games out of a wild card. Absolutely. Yep, so then after this nine game road trip, they come home for one, two, three, four, five, six, nine games, and those nine games, all of them are hard. You have three against Tampa Bay four against Toronto, and then two against the Mets. So that's a really tough schedule coming up. And we talked about it. You keep asking me when is the nervous, like when do Yankee Which fans— Which I don't think I don't think you get Yankees. Nervous. Yankees are going to make the postseason no matter what. But at a 10-and-a-half game lead over Toronto, I've been saying for a long time with this lead that they built, I don't want to see single digits at some point during this road trip or that home stretch. You are going to probably. You're telling me you're up nine games on August 11th, and you're going to be nervous. No, I'm not nervous. But again, a one sweep. Say, God forbid, the worst thing happens, and they get swept that first series at home against Tampa Bay. Now, all of a sudden, you're going into that series, a four-game series against a hot Toronto team, like seven or eight games up. I mean, you're so negative. I'm not swept by Tampa Bay. You just asked me when would I? I'm not nervous now, but you're what number? Honestly, what what number happens and you say, you know what? Uh, now I'm nervous. Eight, if, seven, six. If it's a seven, honest. if it's a seven or eight game lead in the middle of August, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Nervous yeah. about them making the postseason? No, but I'm, no, am I'm I nervous, nervous about winning this division? But if the Yankees, yes. do, if the Yankees do not win this division, you don't even need to discuss the postseason. Yeah, I, it, it, it'll be it'll be irrelevant. The confidence they'll, they'll of everyone would not be there. Let's go to Israel. And Yov, who loves the station, who loves the show, who I believe loves me. Good morning, Yov. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning? I'm great, Yov. What do you got on your mind today? You know, you talked about the Yankees and Houston. All those phony Yankees fans who tell you the Yankees are better than Houston. Come on. 
all of us Yankees fans free from Houston. We don't want to face Houston. I tell you that. I hope Houston gets knocked down in the vision series and I ever I didn't even to face him. And if I will have to face him, I definitely definitely have a lot bigger chance and if 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 even slightly chance that to do it in 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 with former on field advantage. That's the only way the Yankees can get through this uh, Astros team with on field advantage. They, so, they have no so other yo, way. I think you bring up a good point, and I and I appreciate the call. And you know, I love you and thank you. And have a great weekend. I'm sure I'll talk to you on Monday morning. And and we had this conversation with Ty recently. Um, it you now reflect on this, and it 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 it's it's just it's a moronic take. And and Ty is terrific, and he's hosting today from three to six o'clock. And I wonder if he'll walk off of this take a little bit. You know what take that is, Jake? That he had that's just that's hideous. Yeah, I remember that he wanted to he face wants Houston. Houston. If it was Houston and the Twins playing in the ALDS, like he would be rooting for Houston to so get. So I'm going to ask you right now: Houston Twins Game Five ALDS. Who are you rooting Come for, Jake? I said this at the same time. Obviously, the Twins. Like, who wouldn't want the if the Orioles no, somehow, tie? Because tie is yeah. ridiculous. That for some reason the championship means more if you go through Houston. No, that's a bad take. I think. So, so I, say it. So I want you to say that's a horrible take by Ty. That's a horrible take by Ty D. Butler. Good. You know what? Good for you. Let's go to Neil in the Bronx. Neil, good morning. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. I've been a Yankee fan since the Munson era. May he rest in peace. But it hurts to say this. I have to agree with you, Dave, man. I have to give it to the Astros. The Astros has an ace. The Yankees' so-called ace is missing in action. And I want to get your take on this, Dave. Yeah. My definition of an ace, he should give you, one, seven innings. Two, within those seven innings, he should allow only two runs within those seven innings. And three, he needs to be a junkyard dog with teeth. What's my definition of a junkyard dog? The 2014 World Series, Bob Gardner took the ball in game seven in the fifth inning and shut them down. On, now, like, you two, give me on like two days rest, I believe, also. On two days rest. Yeah, no. Bum, bum, yes. In a big moment, Bumgarner and Cole, it's not comparable. And thanks for the call, Neil. Uh, I, I agree with you. You know what? Here's what an, an, the definition of an ace is for me. In the biggest moments, he's at the best that he is. That that's Max Scherzer is an ace. So how many aces would you say are in the league right now? Like less than five, probably. Uh, or around five. Verlander. So Verlander, Scherzer, DeGrom when he's healthy, Correct. obviously. Connor Corbin Burns. Kershaw is that guy. Who'd you say? Corbin Burns. Mm, has he been in games that no that you can determine whether he's an ace or not? I mean, the guys that come to the. I mean, Garrett Cole still comes to the top of my mind. Shane he comes to mind, but is I mean, do you really trust Garrett Cole in the big spot now? Mm. It's a tough I mean, question. He certainly is he, as unlikable as he is at this point. Kurt Schilling was an ace. Randy Johnson was an ace. Well, just watching, I know you, I don't think you're. I'm not even all caught up on this Derek Jeter documentary. I'm, but two, I'm two episodes in. Okay, so I've loved. I'm four. Epi- I haven't seen the last two that came out on Thursday, but just watching again, I was a kid and I still remember it. It's the reason why I love baseball now. But just watching like Mariano go three innings well, as a Matt, closer. Mariano was the the ace of all aces. Or even seeing the World Series, the Subway Series, and seeing lighter out there. And then you know, like think, baseball is just so different now. If a starting pitcher goes five innings, we like give him like I this lighter through like 140 pitches. It was incredible. It was incredible. I mean, Oral Hershiser was an ace back in the day. Like there are guys that you look at, it's like give them the ball, get out of their way, and they're going to give you seven innings of one run ball. And you know, you hope that's what Garrett Cole was, and he just he hasn't been that guy. So there's got to be some reservations and concerns about him.